You've all gone the extra mile to revise this. We're in great shape for the client meeting. Thank you all. You're here for others. The urgent care is closed. Should we go to the ER? You know what? I know what to do. We're here for you. That is a little bit higher than normal, but medically, it's not a fever. Oh good, that's a relief. Have a great day, sweetheart. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> the client loved it. We're approved to move forward. Great job, everyone. Live fearless, North Carolina. That's right, uh, recognize real ghetto vision. It's the HBCU Football Daily Podcast for today, Friday, October 25th. I'm Donald Ware. It's Friday! I really want to get into a couple of things today. We previewed one of the Botch to Row National Games of the Week on yesterday. Bowie State's going to be hosting Virginia Union. The lead, outright lead, for the CIAA's Northern Division is on the line. I also want to talk about last night's game, Prairie View A&M hosting Jackson State. Jackson State ultimately wins that game 38-35 to in overtime, and I really have some thoughts on that as well. The other Baxter Row National Game of the Week is Alcorn State hosting Southern and this could very well be a re- not only is a rematch of last year's SWAC championship game, but also could very well be a preview of this year's SWAC championship game. You have a Southern team and an Alcorn State team. Both are undefeated in SWAC play. For Alcorn State, they are coming off, or the Braves, I should say, are coming off a bye week and really have been getting it done uh, so far this year. Uh, The quarterback play of Felix Harper has been um, absolutely tremendous as uh, you know, I mean, what can you say? He's come in uh, for an injured Noah Johnson and really has supplanted Noah Johnson has really put Noah Johnson on the bench. He's just playing so well. I mean, it's hard to go back to Johnson with the way uh, that uh, Felix or Harper has been playing um, the running game. So, you know, Johnson, uh, excuse me, Felix Harper in of his, in of himself has just been playing tremendously well. You have a, a, a running game for Alcorn state that has been uh, pretty solid behind uh, really Nico Duffy, uh, Deshaun Waller. He hasn't uh, come around maybe like uh, we thought that he in fact would. I mean, you're talking about a guy that uh, was the second leading rusher in all of the swack on last year, and his numbers are way down, averaging 4.4 yards per carry. He was like it's something like seven yards per carry or more uh, on last year. One of the ways that the Braves are getting it done is on the defensive side of the football. They look to stop the run, giving up about 123 yards rushing per game passing wise um, some teams have been able to pass against the Braves but I would say overall defensively Alcorn State is doing a solid job on the defensive end when you look at Southern Southern and in Ladarius Skelton we thought he may take a bit of a step this year especially with the way that he played last year not so much I mean I mean he hasn't been bad but at the end of the day um you know, he probably hasn't done as much 
as uh, Southern thought that he would do, especially in the passing game. I know the Jaguars were looking for him to step up a little bit more in the passing game. We've seen the Jaguars go to Glendon McDaniel uh, on this year where the bread and butter for Southern is, is running the football. Devin Ben has been tremendous. 5.2 yards per carry, four touchdowns on the season. A couple of other guys getting it done. I mean, when you have Ladarius Skelton in, he can run. He's able to rush the football uh, to some degree. But it's a team that can really run the football in terms of passing the football. Uh, not not so much. Again, as a, you know, again, you were looking for hopefully Ladarius Skelton to sort of take that next step in terms of being able to be more of a passer, but that just has not happened. And uh, so that's where Southern has struggled. So this is going to be a battle when you look at this Southern uh, uh, team and, uh, and, and, and in terms of from a rushing perspective and you look at Alcorn State, in terms of from a defensive perspective, this is going to be a football game where can Southern continue to run the football against a formidable defense uh, against the run? That's going to be the, and really is the question mark in this football game. The other question that I have as it relates to Southern, you cannot allow for Harper to sit back and throw the football uh, if you're Southern. you got to be able to put some pressure on Felix Harper. I'm not sure uh, that Southern is going to be able to put that pressure on Harper. Uh, When you look at the number of sacks, I mean, nine sacks for Southern coming into the football game. That's not a lot at all. So while Southern is able to... Um, you know, is able to 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 stop the run a little bit. They got to be able to get. I mean, the Jaguars have to be able to get pressure on Felix Harper. You cannot allow for him to sit back and uh, to be able to throw the football again. Good against the run, um, not so much against the pass. I mean, in the pass, in of itself, the Jaguars are giving up two hundred and eighty-one yards. Of, of passing per game. That's not going to get it done, particularly against this kind of quarterback in Felix Harper. So Southern, again, is going to have to be able to put some pressure on Felix Harper. You know, I'm going to I'm gonna go ahead and make a prediction in this football game. I think Alcorn State ultimately wins this football game. Uh, you got to play the game. Uh, It's going to be a big-time crowd. Alcorn State, you know, is going to represent. Southern, you know, travels extremely well, especially for an important game where the Jaguars are going to need some fans on the road. So this is going to be a game that, I mean, you're going to see, I think, in excess of 20,000 at Alcorn State. We'll ultimately see how it plays out. So that's a look at Alcorn State. And Southern want to talk a little bit about the Prairie View A&M and Jackson State game on last night, nationally televised on ESPNU. Somewhat of an ugly football game. We got through, and, and I was flipping back and forth between that game and then the Redskins and the Vikings game. I think regulation ended at about 10.30 Eastern time of the Jackson State Prairie View A&M game. Maybe it was quarter to 11, something like that. The overtime period lasted another 45 minutes, just a long football game. A lot of players went down in this football game. A lot of players um, were injured, uh, well, at least went down uh, in this football game. And 
you, you know, give Jackson State credit, jumping out to an early lead. Uh, Prairie View A&M, the offense finally uh, started to really come around. You had a situation where Jalen Morton hit a couple of really deep passes, one uh, for a long touchdown. The other was a deep pass that ultimately led to a Prairie View A&M score. I've been talking about Dewanye Tucker all year. Three more rushing touchdowns in this ball game. He had something like 17 carries for in excess of 150 yards. He's been playing well. Uh, unfortunately, Jalen Morton went down in this football game. He was hit low. And that's that's sort of, I, I, you know, it's hard to say whether Prairie View A&M would have ultimately won this football game. I thought the momentum was clearly on its side, and when you got a guy like Jalen Morton that goes down because he's the backup quarterback that came in, less of a passer, more of a runner, where Jalen Morton can do both equally as well. And so when you lose that dynamic, I think, and especially with the momentum that the Panthers had, that hurt. That being said, the Panthers still had some opportunities in this ball game. Game goes to overtime uh, where Jackson State ultimately uh, kicks the field goal to send it into overtime. Prairie View A&M gets the ball, uh, gets the ball first, um, and, and and is able to score a uh, score a touchdown um, to take the lead uh, early on, or take the the lead in the first overtime period. Again, uh, Dewanya Tucker uh, absolutely phenomenal. Then Prairie View A&M's defense, and that was the problem in this game for the Panthers. It was the defense, which has really been an issue all year. So it was, I think it was fourth down in the first overtime period. Jackson State on the snap, bad snap. Uh, quarterback couldn't couldn't get to it. Running back picks it up, starts to run with it. Prairie View and it must have had three rushers coming at him. He eludes all three rushers to pass the football sort of in the flat. Now, remember, Jackson State only needed two yards, and uh, ultimately um, they passed the football. Uh, the, the pass is completed. They had the first down. Uh, receiver makes a man miss, walks into the end zone for the touchdown. The extra point was good. It ties the football game uh, at 35 apiece. Then you flip it. Jackson State now gets the football first. Jackson State moves the football a little bit. Um, I guess give the Panthers defense credit at least on that last drive because it, you know, it, 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 their defense held Jackson State to a field goal. Uh, made it thirty-eight to thirty-five. Prairie View A&M couldn't really move the football. Attempted the field goal that was blocked, and ultimately Prairie View A&M loses that football game. So that's a big loss for Prairie View A&M, who I think now is out of the running for the SWAC's Western Division uh, crown. Uh, you know, you, you had higher expectations, at least for Prairie View A&M this year. The offense has been solid. The defense, not so much. Um, and, you know, it it, it, it just it, it, it makes it like a two-horse race in some respects. Now, I'm not going to count Grambling out right now. Big-time football game tomorrow in Pine Bluff between Arkansas, Pine Bluff, and Grambling. If Grambling can win that game, then they can sort of hang around a little bit uh, to try to see if they can, you know, if Southern's going to slip up a little bit. But it makes that Southern and Alcorn State game, which was already a big game in of itself, an even bigger game now because now you have some implications in the Western Division. And it doesn't matter. It really, like it, it doesn't matter if Grambling wins 
or Arkansas Pine Bluff win, still big implications um, in that football game. Uh, and Prairie View a and uh, I think, is on the outside looking in right now. Also, if Southern can beat Alcorn State, uh, regardless, the, again, in of itself, the Magic City Classic, always a big event, always a big game. It means something because you have Alabama A&M and Alabama State with one loss in the SWAC right now. Meanwhile, Alcorn State is undefeated. So if Alcorn loses that game, the winner of that Magic City Classic now becomes more in play and will uh, be tied for the lead with Alcorn, if Alcorn loses that game. But even if Alcorn wins, they still keep pace. The winner of the Alabama A&M, Alabama State Magic City Classic keeps pace. And, it, you know, they're probably going to have 70,000 in Birmingham at Legion Field. That is a big-time event in Birmingham. Uh, so you got a lot of games that are happening this weekend, even though we preview the two box to row national games of the week. I mean, that South Carolina State Bethune-Cookman game uh, is also huge. It's a huge football game uh, because it means if Bethune-Cookman wins that game, it means Bethune-Cookman sits atop the MEAC race with Florida A&M. If South Carolina State wins that football game. It gives Bethune-Cookman its first loss. Florida A&M will be a top. Florida A&M has Morgan State. I mean, Florida A&M should be able to beat Morgan State. Um, so then it would mean that uh, Florida A&M would be a top alone. But three teams, uh, you have two teams with one loss in, uh, in well, at that moment, it were three. It would be A&T, Bethune-Cookman, and South Carolina State, you got to figure uh, A&T is going to be able to take care of Howard. It's the greatest homecoming on earth in Greensboro. And that's where I'm going to be uh, this Saturday. Very much looking forward to that football game. Don't forget to check out the weekend edition uh, from the Press Box to Press Row can be heard on a radio station this weekend in your area. Mike Wallace, senior editor of Grind City Media, going to join us on the program. We got a lot of NBA to talk on the program. Also, Damon Wilson, the head football coach at Bowie State, also going to join us on the program. Again, a radio station in your area that carries the program. Log on to our website, BoxToRow.com. Click on the affiliates link. You can also listen on satellite radio, Sirius XM, channel 141, Saturday, 7 a.m. Eastern, 6 a.m. Central Time, and 4 a.m. Pacific Time. Also tomorrow, Sirius XM, channel 142, a little bit later, 9 a.m. Eastern, that's 8 a.m. Central Time, and 6 a.m. Pacific Time. Want you guys to have a wonderful weekend, and I'll talk with you on Monday.